This podcast is brought to you by LMU Munich. Robert Joyelli. I'm currently a Carson Fellow here at the Rachel Carson Center. I received a PhD in history from the University of Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Ohio, in the United States in 2008. I also received a master's degree there. I did my undergraduate work at the University of South Carolina, Columbia, in South Carolina in the United States, and I'm originally from Ohio in America. My research topic at the Rachel Carson Center is entitled Hard Asphalt and Heavy Metals and Environmental History of the Urban Crisis. And it's an exploration of how American central city residents, primarily African Americans and working class whites in the United States, dealt with uh, environmental problems going on in American cities, particularly during the 1960s and 1970s, on the relationship to their environmental experiences, to later activism, and also the mainstream larger environmental movement in the United States. The environmental problems that occurred in American cities occurred across the country, but they're particularly located in the central part of America, particularly in the American Midwest and the Northeast of the United States. These are the older industrial cities that originally developed in the mid to late 19th century and early part of the 20th century. But in the middle part of the 20th century, these cities started to go through a gradual economic decline. And so what we see is a specific set of environmental problems. Now what I did, in order to really explore, uh, compare and contrast the different environmental problems, but specifically the different responses, I chose three different cities, St. Louis, Chicago, and Baltimore. And these really represent older industrial cities in the middle and northeast of the United States. American cities in the middle part of the 20th century, right after World War II, city leaders, particularly business leaders, but also politicians and civic leaders, downtown property owners, they were all convinced that central cities, especially downtowns, were facing some sort of crisis, that they needed to remake themselves because America's suburbs were really beginning to boom, but also newer areas in the southwest of the United States, like Texas and Arizona and California. That's where a lot of people are moving. That's where a lot of businesses are going. So in cities like Detroit, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Boston, and New York, urban leaders, they believe, believe they had to remake their cities. And they particularly focused on um, remaking the physical structure of those cities. And they engage in a variety of programs known as urban renewal and highway construction. Now there's urban renewal in German cities, French cities, and English cities. But what's particularly important about American urban renewal and highway construction programs is they were also designed to remove what were considered the worst slums. Now the worst slums in American cities were, are largely populated by African Americans. And the reason African-Americans lived in these slums was because of housing discrimination and these racialized housing markets. So a lot of times, uh, highways and urban renewal programs were focused on African-American communities and they targeted these communities. Now, the rhetoric of urban renewal and highway construction was, we're gonna do is we're gonna improve the physical makeup of these cities and we're gonna place 
African Americans in newer and better high-rise public housing projects. Well, the amount of public housing projects didn't keep up with the demand, and the process of putting a highway in a city neighborhood was tremendously destructive. And this is what I focus on in my Baltimore case study. Not just building a highway, a six-lane highway is tremendously imposing asphalt and concrete exit ramps, but also the physical process of condemning urban land, tearing up existing urban neighborhoods, taking years to decide on exactly where you're going to put the highway. This was tremendously destructive to these urban neighborhoods. Uh, the lack of open space, increased arson, increased crime, um, increased vandalism, rats, disease. There's a tremendous amount of response I found from urban residents in the late 60s, particularly African Americans, to this highway building process. These stories are general urban social histories and the urban social movement histories. So I look a lot at city records, city government records, some of the organizations that I write about left their records. But I look a lot at letters, I look at newsletters, I look at small documents, I look at public hearing testimony, some court testimony, with the goal of really getting the voices of the people at the time. To, when people were quoted in newspapers or periodicals to say how they experienced the city. So whenever possible, especially in my three case studies, I use literature and sources that give me their voice and quotes and understanding to show how they experienced urban environmental problems.